welcome back to We Are the Batman. I'm Mike. And this is Matthew. All right. Uh, another another month of us being about a week late on one of these. Not all technically. We're technically, it's, it's we're breaking down Batman v Superman, guys. Look, we're, we put these out when we can. I know we had a plan, but we're coming down to the last of them. Just just roll with it and look this is i think this is the one you guys ever after batman and robin i think this is the one everyone was waiting for us to talk about were they <laughs> well if there's one thing well, you could say the dark knight but everyone knows what a, what a dark knight podcast is going to be like yeah it's fucking yeah. awesome what else do you want us to say um I, I think bvs is one of those movies that draws enough debate and discussion and people are so polarized about this movie that it yeah I think when you hear someone's going to do any kind of discussion about it, people are immediately like, oh, do go on. <laughs> yeah, what, I think that's what's your hot take this time, guys. Yeah, I think Batman versus Superman was so divisive, 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 yeah. divisive. that it totally fucked up Warner Brothers plans. Mm -hmm. Like, I yeah. think they knee jerk reaction so hard with Justice League. They mm -hmm. fired a dude and brought in the Avengers director. Like that's what I think happened, and well, then I think from there they it then continued knee jerk reaction after knee jerk reaction, and even though I don't like this movie, I personally am at the point now where I would have preferred you just stuck to your guns for three or four films. Yeah, well, it's 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 pretty obvious, and I, and I think we'll definitely go into this more when we get around to talking about Justice League next month. But like, there if there is one thing that like the ultimate edition cut of this movie proves is and and and, and this is something that has been known for we've known this ever since bbs came out yes at, at the time that this movie comes out the management structure at warner brothers is a disaster it's movie by committee um it's a million hands you know yeah. get, getting their hands on every movie that comes out it's and Zack snyder is one of those directors who we talked about several times on this show who kind of does his best work when you just leave him the hell alone asterisk sucker punch notwithstanding because <laughs> uh, wow what a miss um his new one looks really good uh, uh that's the his 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 like rebel moon movie. rebel moon looks dope his take on star wars yes please uh i with batman v superman it just it, it, it if there's one thing because i got to see the ultimate edition let's we're jumping all over the place here matt how did you first come to batman v superman <laughs> <laughs> i i went opening weekend because okay. i think at this point it's social media is is on the is just in full blown mm -hmm. and if you don't go see a movie first weekend you have to ignore social media until you see it because people will spoil things well because this is you gotta remember this is 2016 <clears throat> so this comes out three months before captain america civil war yes. this comes out at the same time as um we had we had just had like avengers age of ultron we had had mm -hmm. ant-man we had like and you know this was this was also this was a movie that was decades in the making in terms of like this was the first time dc was at a point where they could do something like this they had tried to get to this point over and over and over again and just couldn't get there and green especially once green lantern flopped like it did so yeah they were like 
dear God, can we just get Batman and Superman together on yeah. screen? And and then you know you throw in like Wonder Woman and everything else. So. Yeah. But then you get the gold bloom of they were so worried about if they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. Yeah. And, 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 again, <laughs> and we and we have retconned uh, uh, the entire quote unquote chapter one or phase one of the DC EU as it was called at this point. Uh, in one of our earlier episodes, did a whole three-part episode section of it, guys. So if you have not listened to it yet, please go back. We redid. We both did our own redos of the entire phase one, and some choices were made. That is all I'm going to say. Go back and listen to it <laughs> if you're not. Matt knows. Ex- Matt opened his with a Justice League movie. Uh, so we are. That is, which is not far off from what we did here with BBS. I mean. But yeah. you're you're right, and I was kind of in the same boat. I was working nights at the time, so like I was seeing movies like in the middle of the day, because um, my office at the time was right next to the movie theater. So I would go to them. I would I would time my movies to where it was like, okay, the movie's three hours, and I have to be at work at four. So I need to go see a movie that starts at noon because it's probably not going to start till twelve. Yeah, one thirty. <laughs> after an hour and a half of trailers and Nicole Kidman telling you how much this wasn't that day happening at the time, but that kind of crap. Yeah. Um, and I remember going into it because I was about a week, week and a half late on it. And I remember like everybody was just either said it was the greatest movie of all time or said that it was the worst. And I walked out of it going, and again, theatrical cut, I walked out of the theater just going, yeah, it's fine. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's a C minus, maybe, maybe, maybe a C plus uh, it's, it's, in, it's in the C range. Um, yeah. it's, 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 it's not like, yeah, there's some issues with it, but like, I the stuff people were complaining about, I was just like, yeah, I don't get it, guys. It's pretty good. <laughs> no, I, I think, yeah, I think this is movie talk, almost prime time of a movie talk. Oh, this John is, Schnepp. Yeah, this is the height of Collider and yeah. all that stuff. And John Schnepp, I'm trying to think if this is the movie that they were going to do their out of theater reactions. And he's like, I can't. This movie is so bad. I don't want to talk about it. So what I remember specifically was this movie, because the movie, this movie came out during Comic-Con. So Collider was doing their first live Comic-Con panel that year. And yeah. Heroes had their own panel. And I remember because they went up and the, like the day after it came out. And I remember there was a whole thing. Basically, they all went up on stage and just trashed the movie for an hour. <laughs> the movie hadn't been seen by anybody at the convention yet because they were all at Comic-Con. And 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 a certain panelist who will not be named because they're a disgusting human being started spouting spoilers for the movie up on stage. Oh, we were even like, Campy and Schnepp were like, dude, no one's seen the movie yet. Shut, like You heard the crowd go, shut up. It was it was bad. It was this was this was when like movie critique media, which hi 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 guys, this is the pot calling the kettle black. Um, yeah. But this was when that kind of stuff was at like peak popularity, and they controlled the movie conversation for a long time. If if Collider said a movie was bad, people weren't going to go see it. It was the sports yeah. center for movies, and this movie did well at the box office, but it wasn't as well received and it didn't do the kind of it didn't do avengers numbers so yeah because you're this is you got to think this is post avengers and iron this man is, this is three, three months before civil war so yeah they were, so you've got billion trailers, dollar movies they ran trailers for this movie and civil war at the super bowl at the same time and i know that because i was working the super bowl that year yeah well i'm just saying like the 
there had been several comic book movies that had hit the billion dollar mark up to this point, and that's what they thought they were going to do. And, and it, it did had become the standard. If you were a comic book movie that didn't make close a bit to a billion, if not a billion, they had to look at like, okay, what went wrong? Because Warner yeah. Brothers released a statement calling the movie a box office failure, to which even Collider was like, you turned a huge profit. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. How much did this thing cost? Anyway, so but no, movie, I, I... The budget of the I, movie was about two, was about $250 million. Box office was 874 Yeah. It it turned a profit. It just didn't do what they wanted. And it's, I think the, the divisiveness of it after the fact is what is the biggest problem. Well, and especially because this is then becomes the first instance of of Warner Brothers having to eat some crow because then not even a year later, the ultimate edition comes out and everyone's like, oh, no, this movie's even people who didn't like the original. Like I, I went to a press screening for the ultimate edition up in Columbus and walked out with people who hated the movie who were like, yeah, no, that that that. Yeah, I see what they were going for now. Like it was just it was this is this is one of the I, I use this all the time when i talk about a movie being edited for time as opposed to edited for content yeah. when you watch when you watch like the star wars dvds or blu-rays and they've got like a billion deleted scenes it's like yeah this is cool but i get why they cut this like yeah yeah there was stuff cut from bvs where i'm like i have no clue why you cut this this contextualizes everything you could they removed context from the movie is what they did i, I will i will say Taking my feelings aside about some of the cast and performances, I agree. Like the the ultimate edition, I don't want to say fixes the. It doesn't. I don't want to say it fixes the movie in my opinion, but it makes things make more sense. Whether those things they made sense are good. Eh. <laughs> the ultimate edition takes BVS and makes makes it less of a less of a filmmaking issue and it becomes a taste issue like the theatrical version of bvs is is edited so poorly and yeah. so so out of sequence there are just some truly poor from a from a strictly storytelling and filmmaking perspective the theatrical version of bvs has some truly glaring mistakes truly glaring problems ultimate edition <clears throat> puts certain scenes in a different order it makes certain scenes longer it adds scenes that were removed that apply context that, that make yes. people's decisions make more sense that, that connect it from point a to point b instead of or from point a to point c without leaving out point b to the point where it's like okay from a storytelling perspective you really can't fault this movie from anything it simply becomes a matter of is this your flavor of ice cream and Zack snyder is not everyone's flavor of ice cream this is a very Zack. this is a Zack snyder comic book movie much like man of steel and justice league and, and snyder cut are and i think uh, to your point like yeah in here is well made but is it what you want to watch it, i think there are definitely uh, we talked about this on the phone and I think my entire issue of this movie is this. You left stuff out because you knew as fans we would fill in the gaps. Mm -hmm. But then you had these characters not behave like the characters we know. And I think that's where 
for me personally, the entire film goes askew. And that's 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 a fair argument for sure. It, like these these are definitely unique interpretation reinterpretations of these characters. Like, is Ben Affleck's Batman heavily influenced by Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns? Yeah. Is it Frank Miller's Batman though? No, it's Zack Snyder's Batman, but it's clear where he drew his inspiration. It's very yeah. clear that he drew his inspiration for Superman from things like Kingdom Come. It's very clear where he drew his inspiration for each of the new. He very much got his inspiration for Aquaman from Grant Morrison. That is yeah. all on screen. <laughs> well, and, yeah. And I think too, like if if this had been Thomas Wayne Batman, I probably would have thought this movie was great. <laughs> I, I hear that argument all the time. You are like the 5,000th person I have heard say that, and I don't get it. I don't see. It's, I think Jeffrey Dean Morgan is Thomas Wayne Batman because that's, that's who plays Papa Wayne and for five seconds in this. is a great yeah. selection. I, show me that. Show me that Flashpoint movie. Yes, yes. Um, I'm actually kind of bummed they didn't do that in The Flash. I was like, mm, you had a you had a golden, yes. golden yes. opportunity. Yes. Golden no, opportunity. I, I think it's this. I personally like Batman has killed in every single live action movie he's ever made. Well, Christopher Nolan. I mean, he has. Well, no, he has. He has killed in every single movie. Now, whether it's unintentionally or like, you know, you know, I'm not going to oh, kill yeah. you, but doesn't mean I have to save you. And he just leaves him. But no, dude, you, you killed that. Oh, yeah. dude. No, he, he killed Ra's al Ghul. He killed Ra's yeah. al Ghul. He but, also killed Talia. <laughs> yeah, but the difference in my opinion is twofold for this one. This Batman is without remorse straight at murdering people. Yeah. And two, if he's at that level, why is Joker still alive? Yeah. So those are the two, like my biggest problems, because again, like look, Michael Keaton's Batman killed Joker. Michael Keaton's Batman stuff dynamite down a guy's pants and threw him in the sewer. <laughs> yeah. He bashed a dude's away. head into a metal bell and tossed him 15 stories to his death. Yeah. He kills all Batmans have killed oh, people. Yeah. Oh yeah. Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer threw a bag of nickels at Tommy Lee Jones and threw him down a ravine. Um, I think dude, I think, he I think drove up a wall and a giant fireball <laughs> engulfed the people who were following him. I'm not saying he meant to do that. That's their own fault, yeah. but he didn't turn around and go save anybody. <laughs> I, think, I think Clooney might be the only one that doesn't outright. Even Adam <laughs> West, even Adam West throws a guy out of a window into an exploding octopus and he explodes. Yes. I think yeah. Clooney might be the only one because I am scraping my brain right now. I can't think of a single moment, but I've also repressed most of the Batman. Rock. Yeah, um, I have heard. I, I I know that Batman killing is a big sore spot for people in this movie. I totally get it. And well, yeah. for me, I do think the I think the Ultimate Edition, which by the way, when we talk about the movie, we're talking about the Ultimate Edition because sure. if you're going to watch one, you might as well watch the better one. Um, I do think that in that version, especially, they do a better job of contextualizing Batman's apparent psychosis that he's going through in this movie. I do think they could have done more. I do well, think there is a three and a half because this because the movie, the ultimate edition is what, three hours, three and a half. 
Uh, no, it's like I think it's like two forty five. The the theatrical cut was two fifteen. The okay. the BV the I think I'm I'm, I'm pulling numbers out of my high of three hours. Uh, yeah, including, it's including the ultimate edition. I think technically is like thirty or forty five minutes more footage. But the yeah. difference is, is like, in my opinion, there are scenes added, but a lot of it is you extended scenes. Well, yeah, it was. It wasn't like they added in a thirty-minute subplot. It was like here's yeah. thirty seconds we cut out here. That again, recontextualize. There is yeah. a thirty-second Senate testimony uh, sequence where you where the lady comes back and and says that she was paid to lie about what Superman did, and it's like ah yes, because throughout the entire theatrical cut, it's like anybody, any forensic scientist with worth their salt would know Superman didn't kill these people. Yes. Yeah. Too much evidence. It's not until we get to the ultimate edition that we find out, oh, there's a whole subplot about a government conspiracy that was cut out that yeah. would explain why everyone thinks Superman did this. It's because it, it doesn't just look like bad communication and mistaken identity. It's like, no, or, he was set up. <laughs> or maybe if he had stopped and talked to somebody, <laughs> yeah, that is if there, if there is one if there is one thing about this movie that drives me nuts is like man nobody talks to each other yeah because there's a couple times this movie where i'm where i'm like a quick conversation or a text yeah. message could have solved why this. why did you save some people and then everybody's there and you're like nah, i don't like anybody i'm gonna stay sad Him for some leaving. inexplicable reason i'm gonna be sad in this movie the entire fucking movie Sorry, Superman, <laughs> Superman flying away from the Capitol after the explosion does drive me nuts. I will say, I'm like, no, yeah. super, there's no reason for you to leave. Yeah, like at least at least stay an issue a statement. Um, yeah. <laughs> so here's I want I want to talk about the things about this movie that I really do because I, I I do genuinely very much like BVS the Ultimate Edition. I think the theatrical cut is, like I said, it's fine i think that yeah ultimate edition is a considerably better movie and again i think a lot of it comes down to taste issues more so much than storytelling except for a few things we've mentioned here's now i will say the number one thing about this movie i like and i know you agree with this batfleck baby ben affleck is doing the job he's assigned to and i think he does an outstanding job and every it's, time we see him in further movies, it's just it, we talked about this with the Flash. It's like, man, we got robbed of a Ben Affleck Batman movie. Yes, like the the the, the like. Do I like the story they're telling? No. Is Ben Affleck in it and doing what he's supposed to do as this version of Batman? Yes. I mean that whole like. You know, we're talking about an alien who is a threat. And if we have even a, if we think there's even a 1% chance that he could be a threat, we have to take it as an absolute and murder him and anybody who's ever were anywhere near his vicinity. Okay. Maybe first I added that all, part at the end. All, <laughs> I will not stand for hyperbole here, sir. You calm your ass down because that is not how that scene goes. You need to, that is not how that scene goes. If anything, if anything, that might be one of, in terms of from a storytelling perspective with this movie, that might be one of the most important scenes. Yes. Because and I, the, and I like it. The end of, yeah. By the end of that scene, if you don't understand where Batman's coming from at this point, there is no hope for you with this movie. Like no. that, that, that scene I do think comes a little bit late in the movie. I do think Correct. that movie needed to come a lot sooner because that, that scene 
30 minutes earlier in the movie makes m- the rest of the movie make a lot more sense. Yes. That yes. being said, that sequence so perfectly illustrates this Batman's state of mind in this movie and in this universe that if you st- and it, I'm not talking about people who don't if don't like it. If you don't like it, you don't like it. But yeah. if you come out of that scene and go I still don't understand what's going on, I don't know how more crystal clear they could make it for you. I really yeah. and truly don't. Yeah. Because that thing I hear a lot of people say is that they don't understand or they don't get it. And I'm like, they do a lot of spoon feeding with the dialogue in this movie. I really don't understand how you don't get what's going on. I th- I think what happens a lot of times, in my opinion, having rewatched it after several years, is like <sighs> contrived is usually spoken as a negative con. Con- and has a very negative consultation. consultation consultation uh, 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 um, um, connotation connotation sorry it's, it's friday when we're recording this guys and, and <laughs> i'm getting over i'm getting over uh, an illness and we've both been at work all day so bear with us <laughs> yeah but i think that there are moments in here that are contrived and it takes away for me some of what's happening but at the same time you're right. Had that speech and that scene between him and Alfred happened maybe 20 minutes into the film, then I get his desperation to get the kryptonite. I don't know if I still accept him straight out murdering people who may or may not be bad and just part of a Merc squad. <laughs> but at the same time, like it does give you that like, okay, this is why this is that important. Yeah. So I... I understand why people don't like, like, especially because this Batman kills, like you said, without regard. I, I do think there are a few times where I'm like, I get why people don't love this take on Batman. I totally get it. Yeah. However, I also think that that would make, I think people would at least understand it more again if this scene came. I think this scene should come. So we have so after we have Batman's introduction and we find out like he's branded this prisoner and all that. By the way, this the the thing with him and Alfred talking about him branding is another scene that I think when people talk about like why is he doing this? I'm like they explain it in that scene. Listen to the goddamn dialogue. Turn the subtitles on if you have to. It's in this scene. Him brand he, we know why he's yeah. doing that, but we also find out in this scene that him doing this that luther knows he's doing this and he's using it against him he's using batman and superman's mistakes they're making he's creating a situation that is putting them under pressure so that they make mistakes that he can then capitalize on because that's what happens batman is branding people because he's trying to get this information as quickly as possible because he is in a state of complete desperation. He thinks like, I have to do this now and I'm not letting anything stand in my way. If you're not on board with that, I'm sorry. If you don't understand it, that's yeah. on you. <laughs> if you don't get that, that's on you. Cause they explain it in very plain. And the reason I sounds like I'm harping on this is because whenever, because I've been talking about this movie for a lot of years, because it's a movie I've had to defend on many podcasts and I have heard the same arguments against this movie, not from you, but from other people. I have heard a lot of the same arguments about this movie time and time again. And they're all copy paste cookie cutter arguments for why they don't like this movie that people read in a blurb or heard on Collider. Half of them probably haven't even seen the goddamn movie or they went into this movie specifically with that in their mind, like like they were preset to not 
to just be like, oh, well, it's confusing because I was told by the critics it was confusing. If you pay attention for five minutes, you can figure out what the hell is going on. This is not like most Marvel movies, which I like, where things tend to be a bit more... There's a lot less nuance. There's a lot less subtlety. They're big, flashy, and, and I like those. Those are what I go for. That is not this movie, though. This I, I have often said this is kind of a thinker of a movie in that it's dealing with some bigger, deeper themes, but it's also still a comic book movie, and I think people just kind of weren't. I think this movie was a little bit ahead of its time, and I just, I don't know. I feel like this movie is overly criticized and overly hated on because it's kind of like this movie kind of became like Nickelback like it just became cool to shit on this movie and it's like yeah if you listen to Nickelback's <laughs> radio singles only they're not great but if you listen to their actual albums they've got some bangers on there and I think people get so caught up in the surface level issues this movie might have and it's like yeah but if you actually like this movie's deeper than I think people give it credit for and I think it's more artistically and from a filmmaking standpoint, just a very well put together movie that I think people people will seize on. It, it, we see that all the time in political debates, too, where people will seize on a tiny error and say, well, this tiny error happened. So you can't. So it loses all integrity across the board. And it's like, well, no, it's still a good movie. It just had a mistake in it. Uh, find me a movie that doesn't have a plot hole. So I think I think what happens with this movie is, you know, I I said it on, in our previous episode. So I was listening to our Dark Knight Rises episode. Is that almost every single movie, like you said, has a huge plot hole, has a huge problem. Does it make a lick of sense that if <clears throat> they've poisoned the water and Batman begins, that every time somebody boils something, it doesn't drive the entire household crazy? No, that makes no sense. That would be happening for months while they were doing it, but. We don't think about it because we're in it and it's not that glaring of a plot hole. It's one of those retro, like, wait a minute. Hey, until somebody points it out, you never think about it. I think with this movie, there's like four or five different things that just kind of go like, wait, why didn't Superman just stop and talk to people? Wait, why is Superman so sad and gloom when at the end of the previous movie, it looked like we were getting the Superman we wanted? Wait, why is, why is Batman? And I know it eventually gets answered. Why is Batman blatantly murdering people left and right. You know, I think there's a couple different things that stack up to the point where I'm like, okay, I just cannot take it with this movie. Cause I remember watching the film in the theater and the scene. And we've talked about this before where, where Lex Luthor is like, go fight Batman or whatever that weird speech is. And then you cut to Batman who's laid out all his traps is in his armor, ready to fight him. And I'm like, the last time you guys spoke, all Superman said was, if the light comes on, don't answer it. He didn't say, because then I'll kill you. He just told him not to answer it. So where is the logic that you know he's coming to fight? But that was standing. My point was, when it changes to that moment, I literally lean over to my wife and I go, does this movie suck or is it just me? And she goes, shut up. I'm watching the movie. (laughs) So here's what I will say about, about that. Everyone seems to think Superman was going to kill Batman. Like, why does he fly out there to go? No, I don't think he was. Well, no, you don't. A lot of people think he went there to fight Batman, to kill Batman. 
he went there to talk to Batman and Batman pulled the Batman wasn't listening. So Superman yeah. happens because if you watch that fight, and again, I just rewatched it. If you watch that fight, he ain't even or Superman ain't, ain't even playing defense for the first half of that fight. He's playing don't get hit. Like that's it. He doesn't start yeah. fighting fighting until Batman pulls out a kryptonite gas grenade launcher. Then Superman's like, oh no, I have to fight. But it's not, but even by the end of it, he's not fighting to beat Batman. He's fighting to try and slow him down. That's why with his last breath, he tells him to go save his mom. That's what it ultimately is all. And, and, I, and we're going to talk about the Martha thing. Everyone I know as soon as I said it, everybody, I think everybody needs to calm the fuck down with that. It's not just chill out. It's Jesus Christ. <laughs> But to go to your point about Superman being sad throughout the whole movie, I think something that, again, something that gets missed a lot in this movie, you got to remember, every time we see him, he is being bombarded with news coverage about how, every, and he's doing this as Clark Kent, but he's being bombarded by, by news statements and even his boss saying things like, Ah, people don't love Superman anymore. Or should we even have him around? Is he dangerous? So he has to spend all his day walking around as this other person, hearing the entire world say, "Eh, we kind of don't like what we we kind of don't need this guy." As far from his perspective, everyone's mad at him. Batman hates him. The press hates him. His boss hates him. He went to go say he went to go save the woman he loves, and she wound up getting pissed off about it because of what? Because he's again, you got to remember this Superman hasn't been superman that long he doesn't really know you know by the end of man of steel he's been superman for five minutes by the, you know by the time this movie yep. starts he's been superman for a year he is figuring things out we've seen that before we saw it with the batman where this is a batman who doesn't have everything figured out and has some growing to go through and it boggles my mind that people will sing the praises of the batman but will condemn man of steel and bvs for doing the exact same thing with superman which is giving him a growth arc and i don't understand why that seems to be a problem so the reason he's so bummed out most of the movie is because he is as somebody who is currently dealing with issues in my personal life where i have been feeling overwhelmed to where i don't want to talk to anybody to where i don't want to talk to other people to where I'm being hit with things from all angles and I can't deal with it. So from a mental health perspective, I think this movie does a fantastic job of showing what that looks like, especially when you can remember that the whole point of Snyder's Superman thematically has been that like, yeah, he's an alien and yeah, he has godlike powers. But like we said at the end of man to state man of steel, he grew up in Kansas. He might as well be human. He only knows how to be one way. He only knows how to be a human that just happens to have superpowers. He didn't grow. It's not like it's not like Kara Zarel, who grew up on Krypton and was like an adult or not an adult, but like a, a, a young adult, late teen, you know, 18, 19 years old on Krypton. He was a newborn. So he only knows how to be human. So this is a guy. Superman is always, you know, people talk about him like he's a god and show him as this flawless being. We're seeing a Superman who hasn't been Superman for very long. 
everything he does seems to be wrong to somebody and he and he's having to he, he can't talk about it with anybody that's why he i think that is ultimately why he leaves after the explosions that explosion at the capitol and he looks around and like he sets the guy down and the emt is like afraid of superman like he's the one that did this and i think that's the point where he goes you know what fuck this i'm out if this is how everyone's going to treat me when i'm just trying to exist and help people screw you guys i'm going to go talk to my mom i'm going to i'm going to go hike in a mountain have a weird vision with my dad that <laughs> even, even even i admit kind of sticks it's kind of like it's kind of like the cave scene in empire strikes back it, it's confusing and kind of stops the movie dead uh it's tracks but superman in both man of steel and bvs is such an exploration of i think when we talk about mental health and things like that we talk about depression we talk about like bipolar disorder we talk about very easily noticeable mental health issues i think snyder's superman is dealing with the ones we often don't talk about which is like the idea of anxiety of of um of uh sensory overload and the idea of just everyone has their point where it's just too much which is what i think actually makes his decision in the end for how he takes out doomsday make a lot more sense because he's like there is only one way to do this. I've got to take him out on my own. And you know what? Screw it. This is what I got to do. This is what I got to do. I'm he, He's like, I don't care what anyone thinks. I don't care. I'm here to, to help people. And if this is what I got to do. I'm going to do it. That's why he, the last thing he says is, this is my world. You're my world to Lois. I'm going to, I'm, I'm done acting like a Kryptonian. I'm acting like, a hero i'm gonna do what i need to do to save my i couldn't he couldn't save his home world he's saving his new home world so that's my that's, that's my a lot that's to unpack <laughs> <laughs> so i think this is where this is what i'll say and this is kind of goes back to what i said before is that that's not superman and i think that's the biggest problem i have with this movie is this character acts like the Plutonian. This guy acts like Homelander. This guy does not act like Superman. And I think this would have been a really cool storyline if there was another Superman movie where you really see what he personally is dealing with. And I think that, you know, I said this on the, the phone with you the other day too, is like, this movie is five four five or six movies smashed together and two of them are really cool and interesting and three of them are not very good or four of them are not very good and i and i think that story you're telling me is a cool story i just don't want to see superman go through that that is not superman and i think that's where because man of steel again i think it ends with okay now we're going to get superman in the next film because like like the first x-men First X-Men movie is okay. And then we get to X-Men 2. We're like, okay, now this is an X-Men movie because we had to get to this, this groundwork. So I, I think that's where it kills me. Cause like, I, I think on my notes, I literally wrote really big. Why is everybody so sad? Why is he so sad? But <clears throat> that's, that's me. That's how I kind of feel about this. And, but yeah, I, I, you know, if we want to get into, 
the death of Superman at the end. Let's get into that logistic problem I have with that here in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, let's let's get into the into the death Superman because I, I know I I was honestly shocked they did it. I'll be honest with you. I, I didn't think they would have um the stones to to do it. Because I, I will say one thing I do agree with was the fact there wasn't a second Superman movie before this. Uh yeah. insane. Uh we talked I'll say we talked about getting robbed of Ben Affleck batman we were also grossly robbed of of henry cavill as as superman um one yeah i think that's wanna... sorry i think that's what makes me so mad about this is you had an amazing cast here yeah you had everything you needed to make this movie awesome i still think it was a mistake for this to be the second film but you cast everything so well yeah. and it you just crapped on the story i'm sorry no i don't I don't disagree there should have been more movies before this one i i i i have stood by that criticism since day one it's like yeah no there's this this should not have been the second movie this should yeah. not have been the, there should have been a superman sequel and a batman movie and at least a wonder woman movie before this yeah um like wonder look, woman should have come out before this look, the, the reason why the dark knight returns comic was so crazy that they fought is we'd had 30 to 40 years of them being best buddies. Yeah. You know, cats, Captain America being, being like reluctant best buddies. <laughs> yeah. Well, even like, like, I, I don't want to do this, but I have to is like Captain America civil war with Iron Man and Captain America going against each other only works. Cause there's 13 movies of them being buddies ahead of time. Yeah. You've get and a setup and it makes sense. You, you care that they're fighting. I don't give a crap that they're fighting in this movie. There was also the decision. Remember, they changed the name of this movie. It was originally just supposed to be Batman v Superman, and then they started yeah. adding Wonder Everything. Woman. Everything, <laughs> which, which I think I think that feels like a studio note to me. When we talk about the studios having their hands on things, I feel like the decision to change this to "quote unquote" Dawn of Justice and just make it a Justice League prequel was ultimately kind of. And again, I'm saying this as somebody who really likes this movie. I think that is ultimately what does this movie in. Yeah, is there's you, you. You are right. There is far too much happening in all this. You could cut out a third of this movie um, easily. Easily, like you don't need the Wonder Woman and, and Dawn of Justice stuff. I get why it's there. I just don't think it needs to be there. I will say one argument I do want to push back on. Not, sorry, I don't mean to go back to this, but like when you talk about like how like quote unquote like that's not Superman. Kind of like what I said with people when they were when they were people were complaining about Jared Leto's take on Joker, or even like people's take on um, other characters. It's like, yeah, but you're basing that on a character that was created in the '40s. Like, same thing with like the Joker. People talk about. I'm like, yeah, but you can't do the Joker in a purple suit. Like, you can't just keep doing different versions of Caesar Romero's Joker. You can't just keep doing different versions of Bob Kane and Bill Finger's Joker. Like it's it's okay if you don't like jared leto's take on the joker but does it from based on the world we live in from a modern standpoint does it make sense yeah that's kind of if joker existed that's kind of probably what he would look like right now if he existed right now so he'd be covered in tattoos and he'd yeah having his teeth bashed in by batman like again this is why, like when we did our our re, our pitch of what we thought Phase One should have been like, I worked in the sequence of Batman beating his teeth out of his head because I kind of want to yeah. see that fight. Um, 
but again, I think it's it's one of those like the, I think there was a lot of plans for this movie was supposed to set up for that just we never got the we never got the full version of this universe. I really do think there is since we're in multiverse the, the era of the multiverse right now. I do think there is a, a, a an alternate universe out there where where Zack Snyder's DCEU got made exactly to his standards. <laughs> I would like to visit that universe if that's at all possible. Because yeah. uh, I'd like to see what the world would have been like if he had gotten to make his movies his way and seen his full plan for, for his DC universe. Well, because it even having rewatched it, I even go like, like you're saying, like none of this leads anywhere anymore. Yeah. Like you, you obviously were setting up flashpoint because of the armor that flash is wearing in that weird moment. Mm-hmm. You were setting up, Brave New World or whatever you want to call the version of Superman taking over the world with the whole weird inexplicable apocalypse in the earth and parademons, even though it's never explained what any of that means. Um, So I think that, yeah, I think I don't know if he just was like, I want to do all these things or if they were like, hey, do like I feel like they're like, look, you need to introduce Wonder Woman and the Justice League. And I think he was like, well, if I'm going to do that, I'm going to do all this. I, I, I honestly, and I, I don't, we, and we'll, we'll never know the full story because correct because everything about everything about Zack Snyder's DCEU is so drenched in drama, not because of necessarily anything he did. It's just life, life had it in for Zack Snyder's DCEU. That's why I think his true version of the DCEU is so good that the world couldn't handle it. So there was a multiversal attempt to make it fail. <laughs> Like, like, like somebody came back in time and intentionally made his shit fail because it was too good and it was going to take out the, like it was going to destroy the world. I'll even say this. I'll put this out there. Had the MCU not existed, I don't, I think we get the full version of what Zack Snyder wanted to do. Oh, I don't. I don't, if the MCU doesn't exist, this doesn't happen. No, I'm, I mean more of like, because Warner Brothers is just looking at, we need billion dollar movies. Mm-hmm. instead of just letting Zack Snyder tell this movie and, and admitting that a film that cost you 500 million made 875 million, you have 475 million of profit who cares what people think, let him keep doing his thing. And instead you get gun shy and screw up everything he was setting up. Mm-hmm. I think that's where I go. Like, again, I would, even though I didn't love this movie or like it at all, had I seen the continuation of his story. Yeah. Maybe I go as four films together, Man of Steel, Justice League, or Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, Justice League Part 1, Justice League Part 2, and whatever other thing he was going to do. And I go, that's what this means. That's what yeah. this is. I may have been like, okay, the the entire story of this universe is cool. Because look, comparing again, I don't like the two towers. I think it's a boring ass, ridiculous movie. I love fellowship of the ring. And I really, really like return of the King. You guys but... can't see the look I'm giving Matt. Right <laughs> but it is one of true shock and bewilderment. The battle of Helm's deep is amazing. Everything with Frodo and Sam, I don't want to watch in any way, shape or form. So my point is this, is that you need that third, that middle movie to get to the epicness of return of the king. 
And I think that's what happens here. He's laying this groundwork of what could eventually come into this really cool thing. And they knee jerk and we don't get it. And now we have to assume that the Snyder cut as justice league is what he was going to do next. Even though I still don't believe that's what it is. I, 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 re, I, I rewatched it over the weekend and, um, I gotta tell you, man, when you look at like what Aquaman does and what the movies that came out after or the movies that came out after the Whedon cut, when you look at how the DCEU continued without Justice League, it is abundantly clear that, oh no, th- this shit was supposed to be set up in Snyder's Justice League. Like 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 Willem Dafoe's Volko showing up. Yeah, because we don't see him in the regular version of BVS. He's only in the ultimate. He's only in the uh, uh, or in Justice League. Rather, we don't see him in in the Whedon cut. We only see him in the Snyder cut. Yeah, but it suddenly makes sense because when he shows up in Aquaman, I'm like, who the hell is this guy? (laughs) And it takes him the entire movie to explain who the hell he even is. And it's like, yeah, no, him showing up in it's it's very clear that they were still building off of like what Snyder had intended because you can watch the Snyder cut, ignore the Whedon cut and still watch the rest of the DCEU and it everything's still within context. Yeah. The only the yeah. only thing the only con the only thing that is that is never explained is why Mara loses her accent because <laughs> because in Justice League she's got an English accent. And in Aquaman, she does not. Uh, actually, I will say this. I don't think James Wan watched Justice League because there are some plot elements that are brought up in both J- the Snyder Cut and Justice League that are that are uh, uh, wrong in Aquaman. But we're not talking about either of those movies. We're talking about BBS. Um, <laughs> but well, yeah, so I think that's... Aquaman, let, let's very quickly address the fact that like the rest of the Justice League uh, metahuman Easter eggs in this movie are pointless. They, they are, are pointless, but I do, I do commend Lex Luthor on hiring a PR department to create logos for each one of them. I that I like, is the kudos most to you. Hack joke I've ever heard. I know, life. I know. It that just is, always cracks me is, up. I hate that joke so much. <laughs> I hate that joke for a couple of reasons. One, you're absolutely right. It doesn't make any, it doesn't make a lick of sense whatsoever. But number two, that is such a dumb, it's also a very dumb criticism. Like, <laughs> it's not a criticism. It's, it's, it's just also, like, it's ultimately at the end of the day, who fucking cares? People are like, the movie sucks. He had logos for all of them. I'm like, have you met this Lex Luthor? He has random jars of Jolly Ranchers scattered throughout his office. He's, he's weird. A, he's a weird guy. I am not in the least bit shocked at all that this Lex <laughs> Luthor had a branding guy come up with logos for these guys. Because I guarantee you, the moment he saw them, he was like, "Can't what? how can I make money off this? Yeah, it's so, this, this Lex Luthor is basically one half Elon Musk and one half uh, uh, um, um, who's the Amazon guy, Jeff Bezos. Like if this Lex Luthor existed in real life, um, um, Bo Burnham would write a song about him like. <laughs> and that's, again, why I we haven't talked about it. And I know I and, and I know I am dying on a sword with this one. 
I kind of like this Lex Luthor, but here's why. And I'm going to, and I'm going to be very clear about this. Lex Luthor is up there with Damian Wayne with one of my least favorite comic book characters. I think Lex okay. Luthor is one of the most boring, uninspired, generic, waste of time comic book characters. And the fact that he is Superman's arch nemesis is probably a big part of the reason why I've never been a big Superman fan. Cause to me, that entire rivalry is boring. So at least this Lex Luthor was something different. Is kind of what I'm going on. It's like, is this a Lex Luthor from the comics? No, but that kind of works in its favor as far as my opinion is concerned. Because I, yeah. it's it's like Damian Wayne. James Gunn is doing Damian Wayne. If there is one thing I am nervous about with James Gunn's DCU, it's Damian Wayne. Yeah. Unless James Gunn does something totally different with Damian Wayne that's never been done before, in which case that is the only thing that's going to get me to like Damian Wayne. So the only way that they had to get me to like Lex Luthor in any movie was to make him different than any other Lex Luthor. So in that case, that they Zack Snyder succeeded in spades. Is it always my flavor of flavor preferred flavor of ice cream? No, but it's different than what we usually get. So I will take it. I didn't like it at all. I no, but listen, I know most people didn't. And it's one of those. I am. If someone says they don't like this Lex Luthor, I am not going to give them any guff yeah. about it. I totally get it. It's weird, but as somebody that hates Lex Luthor, typically it was different enough that I was like, you know what, I'm same with the Joker. It's like, you know what, I'm into it. It's different. Yeah, it, it's there's two two things I think that bug me about it. Number one, personally, I don't like Clark and Lex being contemporaries. I think Lex should be older. I've never understood that argument because you, you've made, well, argue, you made the same argument about like Batman and Superman. I'm like, I don't get why that's an issue. They should be contemporaries. No, um, I don't agree. I don't think it matters. I, I don't um, think it matters. I think it's like, and, I, and I'll say it like this, like you and I are contemporaries, even though there's an age gap. We both, for the most part, ten like years. the same things. I know 10 years, but yeah. I mean, that's 15. <clears throat> yeah, either way. Yeah. My point more is that I think like, Lex Luthor, in, in, to me, in order to be the nemesis, has to be this older dude that has his shit together. So he's not, he should not be threatened by Superman. And for some inexplic inexplicable reason, he is. Well, and, 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 and I know, look, this is not a political show. I know people love to draw comparisons between Lex Luthor and Donald Trump. It's, and it's honestly, it's honestly, it's kind of impossible not to. It's kind of like, it, I mean, like, it's right there. <laughs> <laughs> like from from a, from a non-political strictly from a character if i had to make these two guys character sheets in D, &D they'd be identical okay sure. they are the same dude they both love money and they both love putting their name on shit okay Fair. Uh, so um the, the reason i don't like lex luther is because being a racist businessman a racist businessman is boring like it's yes. a boring villain. Lex Luthor's entire thing is that he's just a, a super racist against this one dude. Well, against any non-human. He's a racist against anybody who's not a normal human. It's basically a Nazi metaphor, but it's not quite as in your face. <laughs> yeah. But ultimately it's like, yeah, okay. Superman's arch villain is racism. It's the human embodiment of the concept of racism. And to me, I'm just like, it's boring. It's a boring villain. And I'm not saying racism is boring, but like, no, I know what you mean. For a yeah. comic book supervillain that's basically a god, you're telling me it's God versus the concept of hatred. That's dull. That is, yeah. that is dull on a level I can't even explain. So at least with, but again, 
we talked like like I mentioned earlier, everybody is super gung ho for Batman to have a, a character arc and a development arc. You talk about like this Lex Luthor should be this. It's like yeah, this isn't that's Lex Luthor yet. This is a Lex Luthor who just like Batman has existed in a world with Superman for a for the for a grand total of a year. Yeah, this is this is what happens when two guys who are clearly unhinged are suddenly exposed to hey, godlike aliens exist and they walk among us. Yeah. Well, it, you know, th this just kind of occurred to me, and I think you also run into, and I, I'm not trying to compare them per se, but this is a, this is what I'm saying is like, the MCU has no comparison points. Oh my god! No, no, no! Hold I'm on. Sorry, I'm, I'm I'm being sarcastic. It's like what we always say we're not going to compare and contrast the MCU, no, but but also, I, what else do we have? Yeah, I'm not comparing the movies. I'm saying like, no one's ever been Iron Man, Thor, Captain. I mean, Captain America, but any of these characters. We've seen so many different versions of Superman and Batman and 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 Lex Luthor to the point where some exceptional versions. Michael Rosenbaum, I'm sorry, I love you, man. Kind of annoying on his podcast, but he was amazing as Lex Luthor for the first four seasons of that show. Well, yeah, because yeah. that show was good. <laughs> After yeah. the first four yeah. seasons, it goes off the rails. Yeah, but I think that's where we've seen it good, yeah. and I think like a lot of this film Snyder's like, let me do something different because we've seen all the things. And no, the reason why there's so many of those things is because we want that thing. Yeah. We don't want a new version of it. And again, I have to say like, had I bought into this version, I probably would like it a lot, but I didn't. And, but, but no, I think, I think he just, he, the, the, the second thing I'll say, and this is, I have a problem with this in a lot of different movies. If I think I can take out the villain with, villain with a right cross, I have no respect or belief that he could ever do anything. And I'm sorry. Yeah, I think I, I think Lois Lane could deck Lex Luthor and sure. treat him like a baby. <laughs> yes, it's happened in the comics. It's happened. All, it happens all the time. Yeah. You're, you're, I think you're equating physical strength with menace. You're no, quoting, I don't. You're quoting, I don't mean. Yeah, but you are. I mean, you're. I'm not saying that to be a dig at you, but it's like, yeah, I could kick. I could kick Jesse Eisenberg's ass without trying. But Lex Luthor has got money and connections, the likes of which I'll never seen. He doesn't need to lift, and that's. I think that is. I think the main reason why Lex Luthor does work as a Superman villain is because he is the exact opposite, and that he has the only thing he has going for him is his brain and his resources. He has nothing else going for him. I think I there are other versions of Lex Luthor where like he gets like exosuits and shit, but I'm like, yeah, but yeah. that's kind of my point. They had to put Lex Luthor in a Gundam to make him like intimidating. Well, and I don't mean, I don't mean like strong. I think like there's a difference between I can hit you and it hurts you and I can hit you. And I think you would mentally fold. And I don't believe for a second this guy has the mental fortitude to do anything he's done in this movie. I just don't. Oh, I buy and, it. For, I buy it a million percent because he's so eccentric because he's nuts. This is a guy who does not care and doesn't have, he's a guy who doesn't have to care. This, but again, as much as I like this version of Lex Luthor, it does still, it does still boil down to the ultimate problem of Lex Luthor, which is he's just, he's just racist white privilege. The character that's, <laughs> and again, and again, that's not a political statement. That's what he is. He is a rich white guy that hates anyone. That's not a rich white, hum a, a rich, a human. It's yeah. like, yeah, he's just, it's like, 
is it a better is it a more interesting take on lex luther yeah but ultimately the problem is still that the character is lex luther and when you're making there's a lot of things you can forgive in a comic book i think that i think there are certain characters and story things that just don't translate one-to-one as well like i'm like i'm still one of those people who i personally don't think the fantastic four can work on screen unless you do it as a campy period piece like like i know like like in kevin feige we trust but if there is one thing that even after all these years i am still nervous about it's the idea of the fantastic four in the mcu because i just don't think it can work I personally do not think Lex Luthor works as a character outside of a comic book or a cartoon. I do not think Lex Luthor is going to work live action. And in James Gunn, I trust. But in, and if it, if the casting is true in Nicholas Holt, I trust. But in Lex Luthor as a character, as a sustainable villain in a comic book film, I... I'm waiting for someone to show me one where I'm like, <laughs> man, you know who was great? You know what was great about this movie? Lex Luthor. What a yeah. great villain. Now, maybe that says more about the portrayals and the writing of Lex that we've had, but just as a character, I don't think it worked. I don't think there's a way to make him work, especially not nowadays where he has become so synonymous with like Donald Trump that like anything you do is just going to draw Trump comparisons. And that's just, so at that point, I'm like, just move on to a new a new villain. Move on to a new – do Metallo. Do something we haven't seen yet. Do what they did in that movie, that show we just liked. What's it called? Uh, uh, My Adventures of Superman. My Adventures. Yeah. Lex Luthor's not even in that show. Yeah, I still think I still think he is, but I think they have. I don't think they've name dropped him yet. Uh, but yeah. that's another, that's another thing. Um, but I, I like yeah. So here here's. I know, I know we've been rambling about this because, again, this is the problem with this movie. And this is why I think people have been waiting for us to talk about <laughs> it. This is the kind of discussion that this movie sparks. Yeah. Because I really do think that at the end of the day, the downfall of this movie is a taste issue. Well, I think it's just not a broad appeal. This is this is someone's art house indie film interpretation of Batman v Superman with a very big budget. You know what well, I mean? And I think this dark and dreary comic book character study is perfect for Watchmen. Can work for Batman. I personally don't think it works for Superman. See, and again, this is this is hard for me because as someone who and again, as someone who was on the record of just not being a Superman fan, <laughs> I think that's ultimately ultimately why I'm more on board with this movie than the average person, because most people are more into Superman than I am. And so similar with Lex Luthor, this version of Superman is more my cup of tea. Yeah, a flawed Superman who's still figuring himself out because my biggest problem with Superman is that he's the most unrelatable character on the face of the earth. Now, have the comics and other mediums made attempts to rectify that in the last decade or so? Yes, they have. And I've been very happy with it for the most part. And then they just renege on it and make him normal anyway. And then and then usually after like a season or two of a shit, that's my fear with my Avengers with Superman is like, are we going to get to the point where again, where he's just flawless again? Because that takes away i hope not because that takes me from the charm of that show but like even as much as i like the snyder cut like i'm 
I like that Zack Snyder was doing something different with Superman. I like that at the end of the Snyder cut, he's still using the black and silver suit. And when I see him pop up at the end of Black Adam, not only is that an unearned scene, but like, and he's back to his bright, colorful suit with the stupid Jerry curl that I don't understand why people like so much. Like, okay, yes, it's yeah, it's again. I think I think I think with this movie, I think people were by no fault of their own a little too caught up in what they're used to these characters being and just couldn't wrap their heads around the idea of doing something different because nor did they want to and nor and, and and the thing is nobody had any interest in anything different and i think that's kind of what i think that's why i think this movie was ahead of its time i think this movie comes out today it gets a much better reception i really do I don't because know. I, I think it. I think, I think people. I think people in 2023, especially after what we saw with the with the success of the Batman. First of all, if you put out BVS and tell me that it's a 20 years later sequel to the Batman and that, and that Ben Affleck is just 50 year old Robert Pattinson's Batman, I believe you a thousand percent. Hey, if you don't watch Dark Knight Rises, BVS could be the sequel to the Dark Knight. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> up until up until they said it wasn't going to be everyone <laughs> figured christian bale was coming back because honestly there's a version of this movie that is a dark knight rises sequel because he's not dead at the end of dark knight rises yeah. he could have just seen what happened with superman and been like oh i gotta come back as batman and and, and do yeah. something about and this. solve this guy no cool. I, and and i think this is where i said this at the top and i'll i'll, I'll kind of bring it back is like all of these things could have worked, but there's so much stacked against it. Having a different version, and there's, I'm sorry, there are incredibly bad problems with this movie that I can't get past. It it just kind of stacks on top of it. You know, yeah. could I have gotten behind? Okay, this is a Superman who's having these issues, and maybe he's going to overcome them. Cool. But why doesn't he understand how a spear works? Why doesn't he? Why doesn't you know, he understand how a spear works? What are you talking about? Oh God, I don't know if I do. We have time for this? No, we don't. We'll talk about this. <laughs> you can, you can tweet. Everybody follow Matt on Twitter. You can tweet about it. Uh, no, no, we'll, I, I'll say this real quick, and I won't go on my usual rant. It's a spear. Uh huh. He intentionally holds it at the base. Uh huh. No, he does. He should have been holding. Yes, he, he does. In the middle. He's holding it toward the top. It's a spear. You hold it at the bottom. Dare say he's super fast and super strong. He could have thrown it. There is zero reason he should be dead at this end of this movie, except for the fact that he's an idiot. And I think that's another oh, thing that I fight back on that hard. No, nope. that's another episode. We're going to do an yeah. episode on that. <laughs> what, no, write that down. Right. I, I got a pen. Write that down. We're going to debate the death of Superman and BVS on an episode. It's contrived. That's my only thing. You, you either they told him, "Hey, end this," so he could come back, or he decided that that was. I just feel like the Batman versus Superman fight, as much as I don't like it, is your movie. Having Wonder Woman involved and causing more problems is your movie. I don't, don't think like that fight. What you don't like the you don't like the fight, the Batman and Superman fight. No, I do. I said I think that's your movie. Your movie is called Batman versus Superman. I think you. Oh yeah, that's what they. Because well, that's what they sold. That's what they sold everybody. Yeah. On. So the, I think the once. Very first announcement. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. The very first announcement no. was was the guy who played Martian Manhunter. I'm blanking on the actor's name. Uh, Henry. Yeah. Something. 
the first announcement was him at Comic-Con reading the Dark Knight Returns monologue. I'm the one man that beats you. They showed the logo. Everyone's like, holy shit, they're doing world's finest. A year later, Zack Snyder goes to Comic-Con and shows that that like that like 20 second sizzle shot that wasn't actually in the movie of of Batfleck shining the the uh the bat signal into the sky and then Superman staring down with red glowing eyes. Again, yeah. everybody was like, oh, they're doing Dark Knight Returns. They're doing it. They're doing it. It's not until I think Warner Brothers realizes, hey, Civil War is coming out at the same time. Remember, remember, dates got moved. Yes, it was supposed to be the same date and BVS moved. Yeah. And but I also feel like at the time they're in production on, you know, in pre-production on this, Marvel's announced their slate. And they're like, hey guys, at the same time we're putting out BVS, they're putting out civil war which is going to have like a like basically be avengers 2.5 we need to basically warner brothers told Zack snyder i think we need to play catch up so you need to incorporate the rest of the dc universe into yeah. your movies because we're doing and so now i will say and we'll talk about this more when we talk about justice league but knowing now and you alluded to this earlier knowing now what Zack snyder was going for with his with his justice league plan he released those storyboards and those things like that i'm just like so good yeah um so no. i do agree that i think this movie again i think in the vast infinite multiverse there's a universe where zack snyder's original bvs got made and i would very much like to visit that universe so i can watch it yeah but yeah i think yeah it's yeah, I, I I think you could cut the entire doomsday subplot of this movie, and this movie is much better. I don't. I, I hate to do it, but I agree. Yeah, I really, I, I really hate to do it because I do like that. I know I know people don't like the design of Doomsday, and I, I <laughs> to, and I a thousand percent get it. First of all, they I have a cave say, troll. <laughs> oh my god! Because first of all, even I will say shame on the marketing department for the trailers for this movie because it wasn't yeah. the trailers were bad the trailers gave away the whole goddamn movie yeah batman's warehouse fight and the reveal of doomsday happened in the exact same trailer and i'm like neither one of those sequences should have been in a, in a trailer yeah batman's warehouse fight and the reveal of doomsday should have only been in the movie not in a trailer that was the dumbest marketing decision i have ever seen in my life now granted it wasn't the whole warehouse fight and it still wasn't even the whole and it's even longer in the ultimate edition yeah but seeing that for the first time on screen not knowing it was coming would have made my head explode and i yeah. think the same thing the, the design notwithstanding had doomsday been a surprise jesus christ yeah. I think See, people, I, I, yeah. People, people went into this movie with a sour taste in their mouth because they knew Doomsday was coming, so they knew the death of Superman was probably coming, and Doomsday looks stupid. Yeah. Because I, I think yeah. Once once I'm sorry, I don't mean to once Doomsday is in the trailer, you know where this movie's going. You know, and I, I am on the record, like I said earlier, I said earlier in this, I was shocked they went through with it. I figured they oh, were yeah. gonna like tease it, but then not actually do it. Because why would you? It's only his second movie. Why would you kill him? But um, once he's in, once once you put Doomsday in the trailer, though, you're like, oh, they're doing they're doing Death of Superman. Okay, I got it. 
I'll, I have a lot more I want to, and I do think we are going to do, I think we're going to do an episode about, and this is not going to be like anytime soon, but like later, we're just, just going to put on the books. We're going to do it. We're going to do an episode. We may bring people on for this, but to debate the, uh, the death of Superman and BBS, because I think there's a lot more to it that we're not getting into. We're already at over an hour, so I do kind of want to <laughs> uh, 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 move things along here because I don't think it's enough for us to do two episodes on this, like a part one and part two. But I do think we need to, <laughs> we need to get to the positives. <laughs> well, I've been I have been singing the positives of this movie. Um, just to kind of glance over some things I think we just haven't talked about, but just like Jeremy Irons as Alfred, I think is one of the best castings the DC has ever done, hands yes. down. Yes. Um, honestly, find me a bad Alfred casting. No, he's a greatest Alfred. I I love it. Yeah, and I and I I like and like I still worship at the church of Mark Michael Goff. I like again, find me a bad Alfred. There has not been a bad Al. Even the one in Joker was fine. He was on screen for five seconds, but he was fine. I bought him as Alfred. I haven't seen Pennyworth though. I will say I have not watched the Pennyworth show, but I've heard it's good. Um, but he's great. I we we've said we've said the casting for the most part is pretty. I know people have issues with. Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, especially when it was first announced. But like Jason Momoa as Aquaman is a thing of beauty. I know people have mixed feelings on Ezra Miller, but they they are good as the Flash when they are given the opportunity to be the Flash, just not in this movie where they don't even have dialogue. Um, however, Flash's cameo in Suicide Squad still blows is still one of the biggest. I was like, oh, they did the thing. Good for them. <laughs> Didn't see that one coming. Um, I think that. Um, Henry, damn it, is it Henry Selleck? I feel like that's wrong. I'm not sure. Do you want me to look it up? I'm scrolling right now. Um, uh, who plays uh, General Swanwick? Uh, what is his name? I, I'm probably right, but son of a bitch. I'm finding. Hold on, Henry Lennox. Lennox, thank you. My God, um, Henry Lennox. I think he's great. And when it's eventually revealed that he's Martian Manhunter, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, because when you go back and retroactively watch watch this stuff, knowing that, it recontextualizes the scenes in Man of Steel and BVS where you're just kind of like, oh, he he was he really was playing the long game. <laughs> but it, it all, I, I, but I'm, <laughs> don't do that. I hate when you do that. I really do hate when you do that. Stop belittling my opinion. Man. <laughs> I'm not belittling your opinion. Let me I think, like things learn to like things. <laughs> I'm doing my best. Trust me. Um, but I think the only real true casting question mark in any of this really and truly, why did they make such a big goddamn deal out of casting? Um, What's her name? The, the 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 chick with the glasses in the crime lab. Jenna um, Malone. Jenna Malone. There was this huge when she got cast in BVS, it was like front page news. And they were talking about how she was maybe gonna be Barbara Gordon or this other character. And you watch the movie, and she's just a crime lab tech with like with like no name. Because she was an upper up and coming actress at the time, like yes. she was, yes. What was she, she had just doing at the time? She had just come off of. She had been in, uh, what is that Jake Gyllenhaal movie about the rabbit? I have no idea what you're talking. Oh, oh, uh, oh, oh, Donnie Darko. 
she was in Donnie Darko. She was in This Is a House. Like she's an up and coming. She's in Sucker Punch. Like she's okay, an up and coming. To be fair, Donnie Darko was two thousand and one. This is I know. I'm just saying that she is a beloved actress and she was an up and coming person. And I think she had the look and it was like, oh yeah. Cause I remember people going nuts and then she wasn't even in the movie. And then you watch yeah. the, the, the director's cut. You're like, oh, she is in this movie. Okay. Whatever. Well, cause I even remember Zack Snyder being like, why is everybody making such a, we never said when people were pissed, he was like, we never said she was Barbara Gore. We never <laughs> said she was anyone. We just said she was in the goddamn movie. You yeah. guys, this was all, I do think this was also the movie that made people step back and go, maybe we need to not jump to as many conclusions about castings and stuff right away yeah. because there was a lot of people in this movie everybody assumed were playing it was like when everybody thought the MCU was building towards Mephisto for like a full year it's like WandaVision yeah literally nothing in, in the only thing in this in WandaVision that remotely indicates anything Mephisto related is a fact that like the dark hold is there. That's it. Yeah. That could mean a million things. So it was kind of the same thing with this is like it, it Zack Snyder was like, we never said she was playing anybody, guys. Yeah. Um, they but yeah, it was you're right. It was, but I will say this. I had no idea who she was. Like I had seen the things that she I do not like Donnie Darko. Uh no, I had, it's, it's a pretentious movie. I had seen the thing, although I will say this. Um, one of my favorite quotes in all of film history comes from Donnie Darko, which is I'm beginning to doubt your commitment to sparkle motion. <laughs> that is one of my favorite lines ever. Written. I, because it's so dumb and so ridiculous, but it also fits in the context of that scene. I quote that at least once a day nice, um, nice. where, when, when I get something done, like at work, my boss will be like, you knocked that out fast. And I'm like, don't ever doubt my commitment to sparkle motion, Kelly. Like fair. Um, fair. So yeah, it, I know, but it's just, yeah, there was a lot of. It's cast. Well, it's, 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 it's the whole, this is a chef show. All the greens are in the bowls. How didn't this work? And I, and again, that's why I think at the end of the day, I think it's a taste issue. I think ultimately if this was just Zack Snyder's indie passion project, like love letter to DC comics, yeah but as far as like competing with like big big company comic book universe building it's a movie that is very much as much as i like it it reeks of studio interference as does the just as does joss whedon's version of like when you watch the whedon cut it's like oh yeah no this movie got see i think i would buy that more and this is where we're gonna fight next episode if Justice League Snyder Cut wasn't the big hot mess it is, get the hell out of my house. <laughs> I and I don't. Well, you're in Texas right now, but get the hell out. Get well, and I let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. Not a hot mess. A random collection of stuff that does not make a clear narrative decision for a film. As the as, as the one, a film as, as the only person on this show who a has his medical marijuana card. And B lives in a state with legal marijuana now, as of November. You're fucking high. And we will talk about that when we talk yes. about Snyder Cut next month. But for that to be said, guys, look, I really, I could talk about this movie for days. Because I think, I that, <laughs> I, I think that there's a lot to unpack with this movie. 
and I think there's a lot of this movie people don't give it credit for, but I also feel like this movie, just like Justice League, which we'll talk about next one, this movie had the deck stacked against it, and it was similar to Superman in this movie. It was getting berated from all sides during production and after release. I don't think this movie stood a chance. That's why I think it was a little ahead of its time because I feel like this is a this is a movie for people who are people weren't ready for nuance in comic book movies yet I think we had gotten I, it with yeah. some of them but I feel like I feel like this movie was just a little as much as I like it was just it people weren't ready for it I think I, I think be it studio interference or Zack Snyder's decision I think had this movie actually just been a Batman and Superman movie it had been fine but yeah. it's so overstuffed with things that whether they were going to go somewhere because of what he had planned and it doesn't happen, or it was just him shoving things in here there. Like you said before, like 30% of this movie, you could cut it and it doesn't affect a single bit of the film. And that's without getting rid of doomsday at the end. Yeah. And, and that's where I go. Like, like it, it's again, I feel like it's unfortunate. I'm 50 50 on Zack Snyder. I like, I really like Watchmen. I love 300. I, I, I didn't like the zombie one. I'll watch rebel moon. Mm. You know, I, 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 I'm curious what it would have been like if he had done all the films he wanted to do in this thing. And, 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 but I, I think this cast minus Gal Gadot is so robbed of what they could have been in this universe. And it sucks shit. Because she's really the only one out of any of these characters that gets, I mean, she gets she gets more attention and development, whether you like it or not, than any of the other DC characters in this universe. Because she's the only one that gets so two far. She gets, yeah. She's in BVS, she's in Justice League, and she has two of her own movies. Plus, she appears in Shazam 2 and in The Flash. Batman, and maybe Aquaman. Yeah. Who knows? Aquaman is getting his second movie for some reason still. Um, I'm never going to stop harping on that. I really don't understand how that movie's <laughs> coming out. I really don't. All things considered. It does look good, though. Um, I don't know. I just... I think ultimately what, what the detriment of this movie is the fact that Warner Brothers just got impatient. Warner Brothers, yes. was, Warner Brothers was like, how are they on Avengers 2.5 and we haven't done one Justice League? So I yeah. think Warner Brothers, got, <laughs> Warner Brothers got ants in their pants and Warner Brothers says we said we need to play catch up and they shoveled it all on Zack Snyder and made it all his problem because then ultimately when it didn't work, they hung him out to dry. Um, they did. And, and yeah, I, I, that's why like, I, you know, we're hearing all this stuff at the time that we're recording this, cause we're recording this on Friday, December 1st. Um, you guys are hearing this in 2024, uh, <laughs> at the time we're recording this, like it, there was this article where, where Snyder and James Gunn have both said that like they've had conversations, but Snyder said the only way you'd come back would be if he got to do like a shot for shot remake of like the dark Knight returns, which I'd watch it. I'd watch it. I don't know how good it would be, but I'd watch it. And the real reason I said is because, and we've talked about the Dark Knight Returns, there are parts of it that do not hold up very well. So, uh, but this, all that to say, I hope Rebel is, Moon does really, really well, and he doesn't have to come back to Warner I, Bros. I, dude, Rebel <laughs> Moon, I think Rebel Moon looks cool, man. 
I think it does. I love anytime somebody's like, we're going to, because it's a totally original story. Obviously, there's some Star Wars influence to it. But like anytime somebody's like, I'm just going to do some original sci-fi for a change. I'm like, you know what? Go off, Queen. Do your thing. Yeah, do it. Do it. Because you know what? At one point, Star Wars was original. It was an original idea. So, so give me what you got, bud. And again, Sucker Punch notwithstanding, I've enjoyed, I think pretty much everything Zack Snyder has done. So, Sucker Punch is just, yeah, very bad. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and hey, look, you like it or you love it or you hate it. This movie has been divisive and it will be divisive, divisive. God damn it. continues to be to this. It's 2023. Yeah. We still can't come to a consensus. <laughs> it's literally right now. If you need a perfect description of how divisive this movie is, listen to this over an hour podcast of us. I was like, man, maybe, maybe we'll crack the code. Maybe we'll come to some kind of a consensus. Nope. I still love this movie and you couldn't give a crap about it one way or another. So. And unless we have to revisit it in ten years, I will probably never watch this movie again. I'll watch the the, the warehouse fight a couple more times. <laughs> I like this movie, man. I like this movie. But listen, look, I'm sure I'm sure all of you have been screaming at your phones. <laughs> I'm sure all of you have been in your cars on a road trip listening to this, making the other drivers think you're yelling at your kid or something because you're just or or losing a sales call because you're screaming at at your at at this podcast or maybe you've turned us off by now and you're not hearing this i don't know but tell us what you think tell us what you think please uh if you're on if you're on good pods which if you're not on good pods uh check out the good pods app uh but uh, you guys can uh, rate and uh, leave comments on our individual episodes over there. Uh, you can also uh, hit us up on Twitter. You can, on Twitter for now, uh, I'm going to be moving us over to Facebook, I think, in 2024. Twitter is just, it's a disaster. And our, our, our account keeps getting hammered with spam bots. And Twitter is just an mm. absolute. And uh, let's be honest, I don't think Twitter's going to survive much longer at this point. So all the major companies have stopped giving them money they are doomed uh so but we're gonna honestly we should have been on facebook this entire time so we'll we'll get on facebook and stuff here soon but however you're you're ingesting our media uh, please let us know what you think and uh for the for the duration that we are on twitter please find us on twitter at uh we are the batman you can find me on threads at mr mike shea you can find me on Twitter? Twitter? Is it called Twitter? Who fucking knows anymore? Okay, find me on Twitter at Mr. J Ninja. I think I'm on threads, but I can never get it to work right. And half the time I think I'm on Twitter or I think I'm on threads and I'm on the other one, so I just stopped trying. Threads Sorry. is neat. Threads is neat, but but they've still got some work to do. It's it's still new. It's yeah. still new. Uh guys, that's gonna do it for this <laughs> over, talk about an overblown and overstuffed mess. For this, for this ultimate edition of a batman breakdown we'll see you guys again next time same bat time same bad podcast channel bye-bye